What's up guys, this is episode 16 of Talking It Myself. This week, the community posts, let's just jump right into it. Every week I look at the community posts that I've done on my channel, I ask a question each day and people respond. Sometimes the answers are surprising. I asked, how many different YouTubers do you watch? Shorts do not count, real creators only, because let's be honest, shorts are not videos, they are shorts, they are terrible, and they're just a thing to kill time doing. YouTube, you can watch a YouTube video, you can be entertained, not just by watching someone like their farts on fire on a YouTube short or stupid dances. Most people, 45%, only watch 20 YouTubers, meaning like actually watch, you know, because I'm subscribed to hundreds of channels that I don't watch. That's probably most of my subscribers are people that don't watch me because they don't look at how many views I get, right? But that's the thing. How many do you watch? 45% of people said less than 20. And for me, it's probably more like a hundred people that I regularly watch if I think about it. Because there's quite a few people that very, very rarely post and I watch it every time they post. And it doesn't sound so unmanageable to be constantly watching a hundred different YouTubers. Now, if they posted daily videos, that would be impossible because there's just not enough time. But people don't, you know, quality over quantity or or something like that. That's what they say. Do you back up your data? 74% of people don't. Why? Do you care about anything you have digitally? Computers fail, man. If you have one thing on your computer that you care about and you don't have another copy of it, one day you will lose that copy. That's just like the people that, oh, I just forgot my password so I made another account. You have to, like, write your passwords down and you can't just put them in a password manager and not write that password down. Stuff like that. Same thing with banking your data. How many hours of games do you play per week? It's pretty much evenly distributed on every single answer. Most people picked the lowest one by, it was 31%, which was the highest amount for that one question. Very rarely do I get the poll results so evenly distributed. Only a small subset of people, 15% are hardcore gamers that play seven hours per day. I don't see how that's possible to play seven hours per day every single day, but some people are gamers. I guess I'm just not a gamer. Do you cook? Making toast doesn't count. 66% of people do cook, but making eggs also doesn't really count. That's not really cooking. I guess that is, but is putting eggs in a pan and watching them cook. Uh, I guess that's cooking. Okay, but still, you know, you actually have to like put ingredients in there, not just an egg. Or I guess you make toast and then put the egg on top of it. Does that count as cooking? Do you think internet connected devices are better or worse? Funny, 49% of people do not care. All of these devices, everything's being connected to the internet. Blah, 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 blah. Your smart plugs and your smart fridges and Probably there's smart water faucets and smart toilets. I don't know if smart toilets are a thing. It's not something I'm going to be Googling, but if it is a thing, why? What would a smart toilet have? I'm just not going to Google that, and I don't think you should either. It probably exists. You know, there's probably apps that... I'm just not going to go into that. Internet-connected devices aren't going to be supported forever, and... You know, people have power outlets in their house that are 100 years old, maybe not 100 years old, 50 years old when they have old houses and they're fine. Uh, I know most of these smart plugs are, you know, you plug into a plug, but I'm sure someday with progress, how we've been progressing, everything's getting smart. Maybe it'll just have, you know, go into the wall outlets that are smart outlets, but all these things break. You know, all these devices, they break. Dishwashers, microwaves, stuff like that. A 30-year-old microwave will last longer than 
a new microwave because the 30-year-old one was designed to last and the new one is designed to break because, you know, companies want money and all these modern devices and things and I don't know. I don't really know what to think about. I do not want a smart fridge. I do not need a fridge that has a screen on it. That's a stupid, stupid thing. I, I don't know. It's just another thing to fail. What's the most ads you've ever had on a YouTube video? More than five was 42%. I don't think I've ever had more than five on a YouTube video. That seems like a lot, but that must be a thing because so many people picked it. This one had a, had a lot of comments and people are saying 18 ads on a 10 minute video. Is that real, guys? It must be because he said it right and no one would ever lie in the comments. I do try to go to sleep sometimes. For some reason, it is a thing. Family Guy clips on YouTube have gotten to where they're like five hours long and they're just this guy like cropping in every two seconds and just Family Guy episodes and people fall asleep to that. And sometimes I will if I'm just like having trouble to sleep, I'll just throw on a stupid Family Guy episode. And it's funny that like half the comments on those videos are good night everyone apparently it's a thing to fall asleep to family guy clips and if you go look up family guy find one of those five hour videos at least one of the top comments will be good night everyone or some version of that that's a tangent but you know i try to fall asleep to that then i get ads every five seconds you know how when you're almost asleep and then you're in a rhythm and you're like tired and, and you, you're just this close from falling asleep and then an ad comes on about toilet paper and you're like, oh my God, turn that off. And then you are no longer tired. You're just all mad at the ad. It makes it hard to fall asleep to YouTube videos, but I understand ads have to exist, but that's just a thing. People agreed with me in the comments and people also shared that same thing. Do you guys go to sleep watching YouTube or do you watch Family Guy clips and you go to sleep? I used to sit there and watch YouTube shorts for hours before bed until I realized that I should never click on a YouTube short video again. And now I don't have that problem. Do you still bother pressing the dislike button when you don't like a video? No, was almost 69% of the results. 68% of people do not bother pressing the dislike button when they don't like a video. And why would you? Because it does nothing. Yes, there's Restore YouTube Dislike plugin. I'll link that below. I have that. And you can tell when a video has a lot of dislikes, I will say. I've compared it to my own videos and it's not quite accurate. In general, if a video is terrible, it will have a lot of dislikes on that plugin and it will be obvious why once you keep watching the video, just like it used to be, but not quite. People don't get ratioed on YouTube anymore. I guess the old version of ratio was when you get more dislikes than likes, but now the ratio is when there's a comment and the second comment in that thread has more likes than the comment does. Oh, how we've progressed as an internet society. Instead of ratioing with dislikes, you're ratioing with likes and that makes it positive and no one wants their feelings hurt by getting disliked. It's such a goofy thing. People are so freaking soft that they can't take dislikes. You use keyboard shortcuts. Yes, was 88% of people and this one got a lot more votes since last week and still don't think people really try to use keyboard shortcuts. It always was my whole life. I knew just a few keyboard shortcuts and I always use those. But once I started looking, you know, you can get PDFs of all the shortcuts for Finder, all the shortcuts for Safari, all the shortcuts for whatever app. And then you just look at a few of those. And then after looking at that list once, you'll remember at least two or three keyboard shortcuts forever after just looking at it once. Then once you start using those, you look at it again, you'll remember a few more that you've looked at, and then you'll just keep building your abilities until suddenly you're using your, the computer twice as fast as you used to. And even though you're the same person with the same mouse and keyboard, 
you can use the computer much faster. And if you take that philosophy to the extreme, like I have more recently, I have my two iPads with Alpha Remote buttons, and recently I've added a third iPad with, uh, music control. This iPad has 36 buttons whose sole purpose is to control music and media on my computer. I just built this today, by the way. I've had one similar to this in the past, but I stopped using them because it, uh, for one reason or another, it was not really useful enough. With this, I can play with a press of a button, start playing any podcast that I listen to or any playlist that I want. There's a pause button for Spotify, Apple Music, a global pause button and a pause button for Apple Podcasts on this page. Not necessarily a keyboard shortcut, but it's an iPad with shortcut buttons. And why would you want four different pause buttons? For example, say you're, you clicked on a YouTube video and you want to pause your music. The pause button doesn't pause your music anymore. It pauses what you have in front of you, which would be the YouTube video that you just started playing. So instead, you reach over and you press the pause button for, mu for Apple Music, pauses your music, keep watching the YouTube video. Now that's a rather pointless little thing, but I don't know. I'm trying it out. An interesting thing, the seller refunded my money for that Captain America video. If you're out of the loop, one of my recent videos, I was sent, well not sent, I bought a terrible MP3 player. A Captain America MP3 player that was empty, hollow. And a couple days after posting the video, I was on eBay and I was thinking, what if I just messaged the seller and told him, do you know that you're selling empty mp3 players? I was just curious, did he know that he was selling empty ones? And basically, instantly after I sent that, I went to my email and he responded. I got refunded. And he said, no, I didn't, I didn't know. You're entertaining, by the way. He did say that I was entertaining. So, guys, truth, subscribe. He canceled the listing. It was not just a single item that is bought and over. He actually had multiple of them and was selling them you know, one at a time, you can buy as many as he has, sort of thing. I don't know any more than that. That's just all that happened with that. But that guy was a reputable seller. He had like 80,000 items sold. He's not just some guy trying to make money off of empty MP3 players. That would be ridiculous. It was $13.99, I think, was the full amount counting shipping that I got back. So now that's more money I can put towards another video in the future. Not that I was asking for a refund. I bought it, expecting it to be terrible because it was for a video. I didn't expect it to be empty. That was the thing. It was supposed to be an MP3 player, not a shell. It'd be interesting to see if the other ones he has are empty, but all I know is the one that I had was empty. Oh, and Mac tip of the week. I'll just quick one for this week. If you are in your web browser, hold down the shift key, click a link. It'll open that link in a new browser window just by holding the shift key and clicking on a link. Very useful. Sometimes, you know, you want to open a link and make a new window instead of clicking on the link having it go to a new tab or something and then dragging the tab out, this is just much quicker and better. I use it all the time when I remember, but unfortunately it does not work in Apple Finder like the command key does. When you hold on the command key in Finder, it'll open it in a new tab. Same thing for browsers, but the shift key doesn't work in Finder. Why? I wish it did, but it doesn't. This week, I talk about a certain individual product that I like, and this week, it's this. This is a toolbox that I keep by me at all times. It's not really a toolbox. It's it's labeled as a toolbox, but I, I guess that's what it is. But it has four different containers in it that are, act as drawers. I store screws in the bottom too, my thermal paste and brushes. I store stuff in here. The iFixit Protect Toolkit I have goes in the top. A little niche for it right there. Oh gosh, I have piles everywhere around me for different videos. iPod, Carnage, various projects I'm working on. My iFixit Protect Toolkit 
I recommend this as well. It's great. It's all the tools I need, so I, I just keep it in the top. It, it all slots in there all nice, and I shut it. That's a thing that I recommend. If you have an iFix Protect Toolkit, this is a good toolbox to keep it in with other things that may be useful to you when you're using your toolkit. I've seen reviews that said it's not super durable. I think it's fine for what it does. Uh, the people that said that wasn't durable were trying to fill it with nuts and bolts and super heavy stuff. Yeah, if you fill it with entirely full of metal, it probably would break, but it hasn't broken yet for me, and I like it. So, yeah, that's a thing. See you guys next week for another episode that no one will watch.